friends, this is the Be Real Babe podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. Each week, we will bring you new episodes sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics in hopes that we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time. So grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. If this is your first time here, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. And if you're a return guest, thank you so much for always listening and always supporting us. We cannot thank our community enough because I wouldn't be doing this at eight o'clock on a night on a Friday night. You guys, honestly, I'm an old lady. So without further ado, my name is Brandy. I'm your host of the show. We're on episode 43. And today we're going to be talking to one of our most favorite single super boss moms. She has been with us for three episodes now going on to our fourth, talking about anxiety with us, about food and fitness and competitions. And we're so excited to have her back on season two. So without further ado, our guest of this episode, Erin. Hey, babe, how's it going? Hey, Brandy. I'm great. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you for coming back on season two. I'm so stoked to be here. I can't believe how many episodes you've done already. That's this is amazing. Like <laughs> I know, right? I remember I think... your first one. <laughs> yeah, I so do. And I just always think that too. And every time I get on, I get still a little bit nervous. I'm like, dude, you're on episode 43. Like, I, I, I honestly can't go back too far because then I'm like, oh, Oh yeah, where I can oh I can oh oh you were so cute on episode three. <laughs> I think ah. your, first, your first episode with us I think was five was our anxiety guest five or six. Oh yeah, so much anxiety on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's so funny though because everybody that signed up for it that did it has major anxiety and had major anxiety for it, but like we're so happy they did it after because I think when you live with that too, especially you find little challenges to kind of find way to instead of making it scary to being like more powerful but like being like oh well I did it once so I can do it again and we know that that anxiety kind of chips away with experience too I think so it was just cool all of us being like fuck yeah let's do it yeah totally like and seriously way I mean still nervous but you know now that we're chatting I'm good to go so it's it's totally good to comfort zone you never know like where it's gonna take you Always. And I think um, a lot of the times too, where it's fun, I don't know if you notice this, but um, you're going through it, obviously through a situation or whatever you're uncomfortable and you're having your anxiety and then you come to a similar situation and you think back like, okay, well, it wasn't as bad as the first time I did it. Like I remember the first time, like I taught a fitness class. I'm sure you um, can uh, attest to this too. And you like look back at videos or pictures of yourself and you're like, ah. Oh my God. And I remember like how much anxiety I had the first time, but each time, like it was still there, but it got a little better and, you know, you started to become more of yourself. And I feel like that's like on the show too. Like, you know, I was always really worried about what I said and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, ah, if people don't like it, they won't listen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> like it's fine. It's that. fine. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, how do I, and then too, I think for the same ways that you try to use those um, situations to like, um, harbor your strength from um especially like you just um went through another competition which is one of the shows that you came on for and I wanted to ask you because I know you publicly shared how 
and with me as well, um, how that was for you with, um, food and just the overall experience with anxiety. Was that way better this time now that you had one show under your belt? Yeah, totally. It was, um, just, yeah, definitely, you know, still so much anxiety with the stage, right? Um, I felt you know, a lot more confident, um, going into the posing. And I, I was backstage. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good to go. As soon as I got on stage, I was like, holy crap, I am shaking. Like, do not fall on your face, but like still just, you feel so badass get off the other side and you've done that 30 seconds and, you know, you just hit your goal. So that, that was super cool this time. Even I had people come up to me and say that my confidence level looked way so without me even asking them about it so that's kind of cool that people notice that um because I felt it for it. sure and you're like and in then, your pictures at least <laughs> yeah and then yeah just with my nutrition wise it was huge huge win like I didn't obviously um I didn't win the competition but for me I won a hundred percent because I went the entire 16 weeks without actually binge eating once and post-show I didn't fall into, you know, like some my binge eating patterns like I normally would have in the past. So that is for me like the number one win I could have I could have ever done. Even if I didn't show up on stage with, you know, the best package, that was in itself was beyond anything I could have asked for for winning. So it was great. I think for just like my thoughts and like my takeaway of what I I would be the same way, because I think for you, like. I feel like competing isn't something it's like one or two times. Like you're going to do it consecutively over time um, to continue chasing those goals. But the things that you're chasing and uh, fixing right now and winning on are, are like your mindset and your relationship with food, your relationship with your anxiety, with yourself, with your confidence and evolving all of that. And the hardware, like we've talked about before, it's like, it's great for sure. Um, And it's something to work towards, but all the other amazing things that come with it that you're working against that you all those little successes I think add up so much more than you know the trophy because that and a lot of that too is things that people don't see right and so it's like an inner so many inner celebrations definitely and it totally um I find it it translates so much more to the rest of your life right like okay Mm -hmm. cool I can have trophies covering my shelf but you know if I'm not winning at the little internal you know struggles and moving forward that way you know it's not going to be making any positive changes in the rest of my life but because I focus on all that other stuff it just it translates to everything you know my confidence levels at work my confidence levels as a parent um, you know just even my ability to teach my kids to have a healthier relationship with food than I ever did right so it's it's wins all around yeah. And I love that. And I think that was my favorite part of having all the different competitors back in season one. I'm um, sure that is that you all had that same thing, you know, and it, it's just cool to dial it forward. You know, I, I don't even know when that was maybe six months now. Um, Cause we kind of talked about how you were going to be doing this one. And um, it was just really cool for us to, especially to watch you go, like we, you know, had you on there for that and then watch you slay it again. And just even to see it like um, from our level, uh, the confidence level, the, just happiness and the glow on the did it and the pride that you had. And that's, I think that's why so many people love the sports. Like you said, it ripples out to so many things in your life. And I think even if you're a competitor or not, that that's inspiring um, just because it's someone chasing their goals and 
by doing that, I think a goal is so much more complete when, when, like you said, it has all these other layers to it. It's not just doing that on the stage. It's that teaching yourself um, that, you know, you're safer with food now and then passing it on to your kids. So your kids don't have to go through what you went through and that that's such a, and then they'll do that to their kids. And it's such a beautiful effect um, than just having, you know, the goal of getting that medal. And then same thing with all other goals, like not just getting that career, but like how many things are you going to learn um, while chasing that career, that's going to form you to be a better person inside and out. Um, and I feel like going back to the topic of what today is, is that single mom, especially, and I'm not saying like, stay at home. I'm just saying the ones that like, you're like, how the fuck do you guys all do this? Because I can barely handle three cats. So back to this like, <laughs> single, super boss and mom talk. Um, before we get started, if those haven't heard before um, about your kids, uh, rearing back to this because this all kind of connects, um, yeah. you want to give us a little bit um, info about your kids. How many? Yeah. What, what are they about today? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I um, separated from my husband uh, just before COVID, like the Christmas before COVID. So in a couple years now. Um, we have three kids together. They are um, girl, boy, girl, 11 years old, eight years old, and four-year-old. Um, they're all different, and they're all amazing and challenging in their own ways. Um, I definitely wouldn't trade being a mom for anything in the world, even though I do, you know, I've, I think I've spoken about this before um, on the show or not, but, you know, I was definitely not made to be a stay-at-home mom and I struggle a lot with, you know, not necessarily loving being a mom itself, but I love my children. So, yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. I think yeah. that's how I would be if I, you know, I, I love that too, but there's always that, um, I don't know, maybe too, because I've just worked at my career for so long. I just don't know if I could ever let that bitch go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, it's definitely uh, hard to leave yeah. your... Um, identity for sure when you become a mom you yeah yeah and I think that's too maybe it's just because I come from a divorce too it's something like of the form of like that independence um and just have also coming from a child of divorce um you know and my mom like always having a job I think that's just something that it was like and I've seen other people I'm not saying this is for everyone but there are people that, that have had to stay in said relationships or whatever because they don't have that career and I think that's always a fear that I've had so I'm like, I always got to have my finger in making something, but I've also only had cats. So way easier to say than done. <laughs> That's why I, always, I, I feel like I would be the same way. I would have to have like, you know, some form of something so that I wasn't ever caught with nothing. Sounds yeah. bad, but after you come no, from I divorce, you. you just, you just, you know, you know, you know, you just look at every avenue and every possible angle. Cause you just don't know. Exactly. And you lose trust for yourself just a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> That's amazing. So three kids, three cats. So we've got yeah. a lot in common as usual. We totally um, do. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. I have. A, and I have opposite boy, girl, boy, or girl, boy, boy. Oh. Um, how? And I all picked mine. Uh, they're all crazy, and I can't change anything. That. Um. So being a single parent, um, a boss woman, uh, doing all the things that you do. How do you manage all that? Or like, you'll probably say that you don't, but you obviously do. <laughs> Because I know everyone's um, like, I don't. Okay, well, we think you yeah. do. So how do you keep this facade? <laughs> um, honestly, it's a lot of hot mess and going with the flow. <laughs> yeah, really that's fair. just, you know, trying to survive one day at a time and not 
not focusing too much on, you know, anything, but, you know, the task at hand, really, that's, that's how I survive it. Yeah, not and and like, to someone from um, that has anxiety, I don't know if you feel the same way is that it, I struggle a lot, because I always try to plan because if I can plan that I can somewhat control some of the variables, like I know I can't control everything. But and then I find sometimes too, though, you get lost in trying to plan. And there's so many different factors coming at you at different angles, especially when you have kids that that's like probably a lot harder to do when you've got human beings that have different ideas of what should be going down. I definitely think that I completely do the opposite. I'm definitely that person that, you know, if there's something like I can't just be spontaneous and be like, let's go to Vegas tomorrow as a family (laughs) or wherever, Disneyland, whatever, those types of things I have to plan and plan and plan or they stress me out like crazy. Um, But like day to day stuff, if I plan ahead and think ahead, because I realized a long time ago after my first kid that like with my first kid, I had, you know, potty training planned and this plan and, you know, nothing, nothing goes to plan. Your kid is never (laughs) going to do what you want them to do at the exact time you want them to do it. They're going to, you know, you'll have this one method figured out for sleep and they're not going to want to use that method at all. You know, you'll want them to take a soother. They'll refuse it. So um, I learned, you know, with my first one that, that almost stressed me out more having plans. So now I literally like not joking, fly by the seat of my pants, do whatever is happening, go with the flow and make it work somehow. <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> yeah. And like, and that's totally fair day to day. I, I think that's um, absolutely, I, most parents will say that, or like, it'll be something that shocks you and all of a sudden you'll be like, they crawled way faster than they're expected to, but then they were like lagging in this or whatever, not lagging, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And, no, for um, sure. And you just like, Oh yeah, I would expect by now they would do this. And especially when you talk to, I'm probably one of the worst, but there's a lot more that are worse that aren't around kids at all. And they're like, Oh, they're not like talking and driving by now. You know, yeah. <laughs> they don't, they don't do that yet. And you're just like, what? Like, Oh, they're not taking care of themselves yet. You still have, to- Oh, okay. That's how it works. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, and I think that's where so I like, start, like I said like at work it's one of those things I've heard had to let go especially in my like you know line of work cannabis is constantly it changes 18 times even though we meet every time and every hour it changes um so I've had to learn to let that go because I because of my anxiety I always try to like plan everything so that nothing screws up probably as a parent you probably have to learn to work with that a lot of just in that sense like you said like you know having these ideas like oh we're gonna get potty trained by this time and then you go to it and it's like it doesn't matter how bad you want it they're not ready they're not ready yeah totally or you know (laughs) you think you have their eating patterns all figured out and then all of a sudden they hate everything they loved last week like it's, oh. you literally can't plan anything <laughs> it is like dealing with little drunks all the time isn't it <laughs> yeah. what do you totally. mean you want chicken nuggets no you can't have that for breakfast <laughs> no um so I know myself and obviously Kayla know what you do but for our uh, for our guests I keep calling our listeners guests whatever you're all guests to the world that is me um what do you do for a career and your hobbies um, yeah, so actually, just this past year, I started working in the insurance industry. So I am a personal lines insurance broker for home insurance. Um, it's all the company I work for is all online. So it's very 
helpful um, in the fact that we do have an office that we work in, but um, we are able to work from home if need be, you know, because of kids can be unpredictable and get sick or, you know, just with the COVID situation. So yeah, that's what I do for work. Yeah, it's really handy. Um, And, you know, I kind of chose that industry. It's not, it's not exciting. It's not glamorous, but I chose it because when I was trying to find a career to go back, I haven't had a career, you know, since before my first child was born, I worked in the fitness industry a little bit on and off part-time throughout having children. But um, my actual like office job, career job um, was put on hold for about 10 years. So um, when I was deciding for insurance, it was just because I had to make an adult decision and it is good money you know, like I said, flexible for parenting. It's not going anywhere. There's always going to be insurance. It's been around forever. You can do it anywhere in the world. And it is COVID proof. Like I said, I can work from home. So I've got to keep that money rolling in. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's such an important thing too, um, where, you know, I think that's a key, uh, I was going to say a key thing that I love about people that do what they have to do is that, you know, like you said, it might not always be glamorous, but I've weighed everything out and looking at all the factors that could come out of this. Like you said, like I'm in the same situation. I've just moved to a job where it's now like, if, if we were to say offices need to work from home again, for whatever reason, let's fucking hope we're never going to go back to that. But if we do or whatever, I have a job that can be completely done from home. Um, and I also have really bad anxiety for driving. So it's like those kind of situations it's really nice to have that and I could imagine being a parent especially in the situation where it's like you know let's call it what it is a kid sneezes at work now and they have to fucking go home for two weeks um and I know that that is a huge struggle for parents especially single parents you know that can't just leave their job to go home and you know be with their kids so the fact that you are able to still do that and provide um even though like you said it's maybe not the glamorous thing it's stable and that's what you need yeah exactly um, so that's my serious part of my life, my non-fun yeah. part. Um, <laughs> what I do for fun and like really the only thing I do besides being a mom and working is uh, gym life. So like you said, I, um, bodybuilding is kind of my thing. And um, it's not only it's what not only do I do it for fun, but it literally is what keeps me sane. It's my me time. You know, I've tried the I have a great gym in my house. I've tried the workouts at home. And, you know, when my kids were younger, it was wonderful because, you know, especially with those beach body half hour workouts, they were great because if my kids were up until, you know, fighting sleep until 11, I could throw on T25, 25 minutes later, I was in bed by 1130. I did my workout, everything was great. Um, but, you know, I got to a point where I needed to be out of my house. So that's kind of where I fell. Um, I mean, I was into the gym prior to kids, but that's where I fell back in love with going to the gym and having that me time. Um, really it's what keeps me from, you know, I'm yeah, murdering my children. <laughs> yes. I think that's what most parents, you know, and it, I think too, in that moment too, you get to control what's happening. You get to listen to like either nothing or music or what you just, whatever you want in that moment is yours. You're in control of it and you won't be having people ask you questions. Well, maybe, but not, not you know, yeah. <laughs> kid questions and you got to be around adults and other people chasing after what they want and doing their best. And I think, you know, I'm the same way. I have a good gym at home. I love training at home. I honestly do, especially lately. Um, 
I don't know, when it gets colder out, I definitely like to be at home more. Um, but it's not the same as like watching other people and, and just being not watching, but just being around other people chasing their goals. Um, that's, you know, and just getting out of your house, especially if you're working yeah. from home, you know, you need to, like, yeah. okay, get me the fuck out of here. I can't 24 hours a day is too much. Yeah, definitely. It's I like it because especially with my anxiety, even, you know, sometimes I won't want to be at the gym because of my anxiety, but at least it forces me out of my little hermit shell of a home. Um, And yeah, there's that social aspect there. Even if you're not talking to people, you know, you're around people and it's motivating seeing other people, you know, chasing their goals. Yeah. And just like a different energy. And I find probably maybe for you too, is that like, if you don't keep like for a while, I noticed that when I went, was working at home for a while and then I would go to the gym I got my social anxiety was a lot worse when I took the break from not going again so it also for me also challenges that part of it's just being like you know if I don't practice it I lose it so it's like (laughs) yeah push yourself to do the uncomfortable things out in public as well because I got super comfortable just doing it at home and then I go back to gym like fuck I don't want to do this in front of people again I'm like hey damn it go back exactly yeah yeah um (laughs) <laughs> what do you find is um, between all of those things, and it's a lot, but obviously, if people want to hear a little bit more what it's like to be a bodybuilder, you can go back to the episodes um, for full detail. But I mean, even with that, because to with you um, and your relationship with food, I imagine that you, uh, even when you're in off season, you're still keeping a good relationship with food. You're not, you know, probably straying too much from the healthy habits that you've created. And that in itself takes time as well. Like, that is yeah. a hobby is like nourishing yourself properly is a really good hobby. And that's a part of bodybuilding, in my opinion. Yeah, that is, that's true. I don't really think about it. I think about it more like another household chore I've got to do. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But not a lot of people would do it that way, right? Not yeah. a lot of people would do it for the best way and take the time um, to do it. It's just like, you know, and I'm terrible for this too, the quick, fast way. But like, you know, because you're building your, your number one hobby of being in the gym, you know, requires you to, to be optimal there, to be optimal in another way. It's kind of like it built a healthy, I don't know, maybe not a hobby, but (laughs) uh, definitely a better habit. It takes time, right? And it's a positive thing for you. And obviously you enjoy it or else you wouldn't do it. Um, But what would you say that you find is the hardest balance between all of those things? Um, I would just, honestly say the hardest balance um and it really has nothing to do with any of those things is (laughs) finding time to hang out with friends um especially friends that don't have children um you know you don't necessarily even if they say they're okay coming and hanging out at your house around your kids you know sometimes your house is a disaster and you just don't want people in it or you want out of your house because all you do is hang out with your kids. Um, people don't necessarily, you know, they'll, they will invite you out at the drop of a hat and expect that you can, you know, just like leave your dog alone and come out. But, you know, you're like, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I can't do that. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. And yes, my I might go to prison. Now, <laughs> yeah and that's, yes my oldest now can babysit but you know you don't want to leave them alone for like too long and you know my kids also now because they're older the older ones that you know can watch the little ones they want their own life too so you know it's it's a challenge trying to fit in the social life I find really yeah. and I think too yeah. that's another good part of having friends at the gym because Um, that's like the time that sometimes I felt for myself, not that I had kids, but I just so 
focused on different jobs or the business that that was the same struggle too, is finding time with friends. So it was always great when you had a girlfriend that was into the gym or whatever at the same time, because then you're like, Oh, I get to have my friend time and work out at the same time. Um, if your person a lot likes to work out, some people, um, with friends, some people don't too, but I always find that was nice when you can combine that. So like, Oh, I don't have time for friends, but do you want to work out? And then we catch up while we work out and then two and one. Hey, hmm? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. If you want to hang out with me, you're going to be at the gym. Sorry. That's yeah. just how it's going to be. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I have an hour a day. So if you want to be a part of it, like let's train. Cause I have yeah. time for that and we can catch up. But if not, I understand. <laughs> Some yeah. people are like, well, sucks to be friends with you. It's the only time I get to hang out. But um, now it's like, I'm just, you know, me and Grant go quite a bit. And then sometimes I'll have a friend, but it is, it is hard. I find that uh, I can imagine too and like being a friend and coming from the other side being a friend that doesn't have any you do feel bad too because then you're like I always ask too I'm like do you want me to come hang out with you and your kids or do you want me to be the excuse that you run away from your kids like I could be whatever you want me to be like I'm here for for it all (laughs) Um, (laughs) and some people don't like and I was some people ask me that too like you don't have kids you don't like them like I like them I don't like random ones that scream at, let's say Walmart, but I like my friend's kids, you know, <laughs> but I know there are people that just don't and they make that clear. And that, that makes parents uncomfortable because you're like, I don't want you to, you know, be uncomfortable. Um, so I can imagine that that's uh, a hard stress too of, you know, not wanting, not saying that that's it, but some people you don't want to put the energy of your kids on them um, if they're that type of person. Yeah. And honestly, it just, you know, sometimes it just gets stressful because it's like that thing where as soon as you're on the phone, your kid wants to talk to you nonstop and pull at your pant leg or whatever. It's the same. If you have a friend over, you're probably not going to get a chance to visit and you're going to trying to have a conversation over screaming kids. It's like trying to have a conversation at the bar, to be honest. Like yeah. you might as well just yeah. be texting each other. So you don't really need to be in the same room. <laughs> See? Drunks. They're little drunks. I've decided. That's it. Children, the equivalents are little drunks. So, you know, just the bar scene, them yelling, and it's so true too. And dancing I on think, the tables. <laughs> See? Out of control, throwing food, you know, belligerence. I, yeah. And it's funny too. I remember working at a dentist. Um, when I first started working at a dentist, they would always, there's one dentist and she was so good at getting the kids calm. And I was like, how do you always get the kids so chill? And she's like, honestly, I usually ask the parents to leave because they usually misbehave more in front of their parents than they do in front of like just a random stranger. And I was like, hi, I noticed that too. Like if, um, you know, kids just like act different around, um, around random adults, you know, like yeah. if I'm around, it's just funny. Cause like, well, you don't act like that in front of me. I don't know where I was going with that, but, uh, kids are, no. I don't know. I think they're hilarious. I think they're hilarious. So for me, it's like, kids naturally like like me we get along um but I equally have friends that like kids are just don't want nothing to do with so I guess what I'm saying is from my point I can kind of see it um on all ends because I love being with kids but then I equally have friends that are just like not able to talk to it like a two-year-old they're like I don't know how to deal I don't (laughs) know what to do with this little tiny human where I'm just like I've had my mom's had kids so I can be on that level I can you know, have something to say, but uh, yeah. <laughs> and being that parent, like you said, you don't want to, you're already stressed out. And then you're like, is this person, are they too much for them? Because this is pissing me off, but I'm the parent. So I'm probably just being annoyed, but is this person yeah. annoyed about it? Cause like <laughs> I'm annoyed by it or I'm either done and they can deal with it. One of the two. Right? I'm sure like <laughs> my bad. So being a single parent, what would you say is the hardest truth that you've come to, to realize? Um, 
I think honestly, the hardest truth, and I mean, it's a blatant truth, but it's just that you have to do it all by yourself. There's, there's literally, you know, like you can have support systems, you can have friends, you can have help, but when it comes down to it, it's all on your shoulders and uh, you know, that can get pretty overwhelming at times, but you know, you don't really have the luxury to break down and just do nothing. And um, especially because there's little humans that, you know, are depending on you, like, you know, for food, for comfort, for, um, you know, get them where they need to go. Just, just really everything like you, it, it all falls on your shoulders and it's, um, it's quite overwhelming to be honest. That's totally fair. And do you feel like, uh, was there a moment that you came, like, did you know that from day, well, obviously day one from like leaving your husband, but was there like a certain moment where you're just like, holy fuck, this, this is me. Like, this is it. Um, no. Cause I think like, I don't know if there was like a specific moment or not. I think it just, you know, you cope and you cope and you cope. And then it just, it kind of hits you. Like it still hits me, you know, like, I'll be like, no, I got this, you know, and I'll, I'll go for a week and stuff. And then it's like, oh, no, I'm fucking drowning. Like I am drowning. Like, there is no way that I can do all this on my own. And it just it just hits you like a ton of bricks over and over and over repeatedly. Um, but somehow, you know, you still just you, you just kind of, you know, I'm not gonna lie, go in your room and cry for a little bit. And yeah, uh, suck it up. Suck it up and then, you know, do what you got to do and take it, like I said, one day at a time, one moment at a time, just try to survive and things start getting easier and then something else hits the fan and you repeat the cycle, but um, it is what it is. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's hard because it's, you know, you don't realize like I was in a relationship with someone that worked away a lot. So you know, so many times and nothing against people that have husbands that work away and feel like they do everything because you still, you still are doing everything, but you have that support system there, you know, even if it's only over the phone, um, that, you know, and okay, yes, you know, your friends can support you and stuff, but it's really a partner, um, that can back you up, you know, um, with your family, with your kids, um, is, is a different type of support system, and yeah. it's, it's, it's something you have to kind of come to grips with. Um, and even if you are like in a relationship with like really great co-parenting, it's, you, you know, you've chosen not to have that support system anymore by being, you know, not together. So um, you can't really, you know, that's unfair to rely on them to constantly do that for you like you were in a marriage. So um, I would say that, that, that kind of in itself is just the whole you know, you just, it gets really lonely and overwhelming. And that would be the truth about being a single parent, I think. Yeah, that's fair that I could, I could see that. And then just like you said, there's even when your spouse is away too, or like said, we'll be coming back, you know? Um, yeah. I know that's hard and I'm not discrediting. It is hard for women that their spouses work away for sure too. Cause like you said at that moment, you're everything too, but at least having that phone call, um, having someone to go to, um, that understand your kids like let's let's call it kids are great but let's be honest here they can be manipulative assholes and they could pick they could probably gang <laughs> up on you too and uh sometimes especially when they get older and they get more clever I know that we did to my mom you know like a little bit um and we weren't even the same age so I imagine if we're closer we'd be a lot more like 
you know, like, hmm, how could we win this? Um, and so, you know, having that spouse to be like, you know, yeah, they're little fuckers. You're right. We're raising little assholes. <laughs> um, it's nice to have. Um, but when it comes to that, what, what are the things that you do? Um, cause obviously you're killing it. You've been doing this for two years. You <laughs> do at work, you're doing competitions. So, you know, I mean, on the outside, I know everyone feels on the inside, it's probably heavy, but you're obviously coping. What are some of the things that you do to help you get through that? Um, yeah, I kind of, besides cry just, in your room when you have a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> besides cry. Um, yeah, honestly, just really learning to, and I have people tell me this all the time, like, so it's, I'm not an expert at it by any means, but learning to cut yourself some slack. Um, yeah. and you know, it's the same as, you know, with my, when I was dealing with, my binge eating or whatever you know you have to learn to stop making yourself feel guilty when you aren't perfect when you aren't super mom or super dad um when you aren't you know the instagram parent that has it all together that you see everywhere on social media you know the pinterest art family um when your kid is the kid that forgets their crazy hat day because you can't remember a million and one things and your brain is like a goldfish, um, just cutting yourself some slack and knowing that, you know, nobody is perfect. Um, if your kids are fed and have a roof over their head and have a parent that loves them, even if sometimes you yell at them at the end of the day, you know, you're still winning even if you feel like a failure and you just need to not be so hard on yourself and not expect so much out of yourself because you know what I've definitely lost my cool so much on my kids that I'm like you know you go in your room you cry you feel guilty and you know you go talk to them and apologize and they're like it's okay mom I still love you and they're just you know they give you the biggest hug and that's really you know they they look like you are super mom even on your worst days so um you just kind of have to yeah just not be so hard on yourself is the main I think that's like a th- common theme for parenting it's like when not that there is but there should just be like a couple like things that when you first become a parent it's like okay number one have some grace with yourself like you're always gonna feel like you're fucking it up like you said but uh, if you, uh, like you say, if they're loved, they have a roof over the head and you're doing your best. And, and I think a lot of it is like, and go of the ego and just ship with your children, I think is so huge. Um, um, what it's like to be a human, oh, what's like to be human to what it's like to mess up and, and, um, you know, say, Hey, I made a mistake, but I'm going to do something better. You know, I think them seeing the good, bad and everything in between helps form them as real people. You know, if I know there's some people that grew up and their parents tried to shelter them so much from drugs and alcohol and sex and all that. And I mean, with all due respect, they definitely slept at with and did a lot of drugs and did a lot of alcohol, despite what their parents, you know, tried to um, keep them from. And I'm not saying you should expose your children to sex, drugs and alcohol. That's not what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, do you but uh, just having those like, I think, honest, open conversations and really showing them hum- what humanity is really about. I think that is huge. And and I think it really connects and makes you guys bond a little bit better, too. And just being like, hey, you know, moms, 
you know, I had not saying that, but it would be me. I know with my mom too, like um, she would by, by not meaning to, but she would yell. Um, and it was because she was overwhelmed and she had anxiety and she didn't know what else to do with all that pent up energy and expression. She was never taught how to like properly, um, communicate that a lot of obviously our parents didn't. So it just came out in different ways. And then once I realized that that was like what she was doing, I was able to like receive it in a whole different way. But when you're a kid, you don't know that. Right. So, um, but being I'm sorry, that's, that's just how I, I, I react and working on it. I'm sorry, but like, thanks for being patient um, to do that. And then also working extra harder to being like saying that within yourself, you know? Yeah. Because a lot of us weren't raised a lot of the times in different things or didn't understand we had patterns until you have kids and you're like, Oh fuck. There's a, there's, (laughs) there's a, and I don't even, I don't even have kids. I just with cats I've noticed I'm like, Oh, there's a pattern. Oh, I should probably fix that before I have kids. Fuck. (laughs) Good thing you're practicing with your cats. I should have done that. Right. (laughs) Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, it's just yeah, we're just gonna practice for like ten years. We're not telling me. I don't think you can be that... ready, to be honest. <laughs> no, true. <laughs> but I think that can come out in like a lot of different aspects too. But I imagine parenting is probably one of the big forms of sh- seeing how you were raised because then you're trying to teach your kids and raise them. Um, so like some things I notice if I was like how I grew up, I'll notice it in like how we react to things at work or something like that. And I'm like, Ooh, what's that? Or the other day, funny side trail for a second. We were watching, um, big Tim. Um, it's a lumber, it's about like, um, lumberjacks or whatever, like not lumberjacks, loggers, um, and from the Island. And that's like me, that's, I grew up and, uh, yeah, we're just like joking about how there's some like unresolved daddy issues there. Cause I was like, Oh, I love the smell of like lumber sweat and chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> And I was like, oh, oh, that might have been some unresolved issues we're looking at there, huh? Interesting. It's like (laughs) the most random things sometimes trigger you to be like, oh, maybe I need to work on that a little bit. I can imagine having kids and like seeing yourself in them is probably a pretty big reflection of uh, those types of things. Definitely. Oh, watch out, mom. What if I have kids? (laughs) Watch out. It's going to come out now, Lisa. Just So yeah, having grace with yourself. I think if it's fair to say, like you said, you've practiced that a lot with uh, your relationship with food. Um, And I imagine that kind of those tools, you know, some of them you probably use as well when you're trying to give yourself grace and balancing all these things in your life that you're doing at the same time. Yeah, I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Another thing that we would say is like, you know, like you said, it is alone, but um, having that support system, I know through like bodybuilding too, do you have a support system around you um, that you lean on like other moms, uh, let's say, is, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't have lots there. I have cat moms. I go to my cat. Yeah. Mom. Um, yeah. So I've got uh, one of my really close girlfriends runs a day home. And so, you know, she helps me out a lot. Um, and then my father-in-law is actually the biggest help ever he's retired and he moved to Grand Prairie specifically for his grandkids and anytime that I need you know to get to the gym and I can't or you know I have an appointment or even you know he watches them while I'm at work takes them to dance and stuff when I can't he is like a saving grace Um, he's amazing Um, and not you know that their um, dad isn't isn't you know involved in their life he just he's a trucker so his schedule is super sporadic um pretty sure he's been in camp for the last two weeks here like not even back in town so um you know it's not that 
it's not that he doesn't want to necessarily be there supporting, um, but he, he, he can't be Joel even, you know, there's no like two weeks on two weeks off sharing the kids. So um, his dad is amazing. Their grandpa is just wonderful. He, yeah. So cute. I love that. He's so good. Yeah. And yeah. he specifically <laughs> moved there to be with him. And he probably is just like, probably just lights up with them every time too. Oh yeah. My mom was here for two weeks and he was, you know, had nothing to do. And he's like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Do you want me to take your kid to dance? Can I, can I do something? So he's like, their grandma's taking my me time. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. You're like, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, this is interrupting my time. I love that. That's amazing. And it's, um, it's nice for you too, because then it's like, you have someone, you know, that obviously generally wants to spend time with them. And I'm not saying that, you know, asking friends, um, to do things or family members, but I know that I hear from a lot of my, especially mom friends, single mom friends. I was like, I always hate asking people to do things for me and my kids. And, um, I, I can imagine that even though, you know, we obviously all want to help, but just to have that person that is just so excited to do those things too, must be like a good relief for you. And then also for them to have that type of relationship too. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's definitely easier to ask him to watch them. You still feel, you know, it's hard because it's, you want that balance of, you know, he wants to watch them. You don't want to overextend, you know, your use of that want and, you know, have him resent that. Um, so it's trying to find the balance of, you know, using your support system enough for, you know, what you need and not overusing it, but still, you know, giving yourself enough grace to, you know, you need your me time. There is no, you know, they can't give a hundred percent of yourself to all these little humans that need all your attention if you have nothing left to give. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a struggle, but that would be, you know, use your support system, you know, use those friends that offer to help no matter how guilty it makes you feel. Cause that's just, that's the mom guilt. That's the dad guilt. That's, you know, it's, it's just in your head. Um, yeah. if people are offering to help away. you, they truly want to help you. So, yeah. And it doesn't seem to go away and you all have it. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, I don't know. I don't know if there's a medicine for that, but y'all have it and y'all do the same thing. So you might as well just have to be uncomfortable with it for a little bit. And I honestly generally think that if people are offering, they generally mean it. I mean, there's some people that just do it to be nice for sure. Um, but I think most people generally mean it. I mean, if you're ever getting it from me, it's a legit one. If you want to send them down here, like I said, I got three cats. They can each have their own cat. Yeah. Yeah. We've got rooms. I've got tons of bedrooms, tons of bathrooms. It's good. Um, but yeah, I cannot let, and it's important to, to do that. Uh, and don't take that time and, you know, go clean your house or have a shower. Like do generally do something. I think that is for you not to benefit I'm, I'm sure it'd be nice to, you know, do those things, but make sure, like you said, you're taking that time for you, um, however that looks, but not maybe for your, for you, for the family, <laughs> even though it's tempting, um, make sure you take your time. And, and to that, is there anything that, you know, you're, you're definitely one of our favorite top super boss moms, um, but there's <laughs> lots out there. What are, what are things that we could do as friends, as support systems in your community to help? you guys um through anything really um honestly just yeah offer time offer you know even just a listening ear um you know if you're you know the gift type of giving person 
paying for someone to come clean someone's house for an hour, you know, like, um, or, you know, paying for or doing, you know, frozen meal preps for people. Um, just anything to lighten the load um, of those many million motherly tasks that need to be done. Um, or yeah, just, you know, hey, I decided I'm going to take your kids mini golfing for the afternoon. Here's a coffee. Go get your nails done. Do whatever. Right. Like um, just 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 little things like that. Um or, hey, I was at the grocery store. I'm at the grocery store. Can I pick you up eggs, milk, and bread, right? Like, what can I do to help just make one less thing on your mom to-do list for you? Totally. I love that. Yeah. I, you know what? I was, that's, that's such a, and you don't think, because I think about how many times in the day I have to go to the freaking grocery store. I can't imagine how many times, like, parents have to stop and do that. And that, that would be totally nice. Like, hey, I'm at Shoppers. Do you need something? And I feel like moms do, mom, moms do that more. I feel like as a single friend, I need to get better at doing that. I feel like moms do that more. Like, hey, I'm at a store. Do you need something? It's a yeah. mom friend. You know it's a mom friend when they ask you if they're at the store and they need something. I love it's, that. It's in, our, it's in our genetic. We want to take care of everybody except yes. ourselves. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And that's what I mean. Like, all the things that you say are all things that, like, you guys just won't do for yourselves, you know? Like, and, and I can totally imagine I'm not shaming by any strength. It's it's usually what most people do, but it's like, you guys deserve that so much. And like coming from as a person um, that is a friend that has no kids with lots of mom friends, I think my biggest workaround for me is knowing, uh, and it's very easy to do this, is thinking that, you know, oh, they don't want to, you know, talk to me. They don't have time. They, you guys just legitimately don't have time. And it, it does take time to rework that path on the insecurities um not necessarily in that friendship but just in yourself because you're like oh are they just using their kids as an excuse not to talk to me just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know when you go to and, and especially when you're younger I think that was the biggest change to me is getting older is just you know and not having my own kids is being like oh I they do take a lot of energy and it does you you do can sometimes take that personal because you're like okay they keep bailing on me but it's like no like I don't as an, as a later adult, now I'm seeing how exhausting it is just to being a human being. Um, and I, you know, now I'm more aware, but before I definitely used to take it personal and I was like, ah, you gotta stop that shit. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Parents are and, tired. You know, so, sometimes the kids are the excuse, but it's the excuse to just like finally do nothing. It's not yes. that like, it really has nothing to do with, you know, you don't want to hang out with your friends. It's just that oh, wow, finally, I have five minutes to sit on the couch by myself and do literally sometimes I'm not even kidding you. I just stand in my kitchen in silence with the lights off and do absolutely nothing and realize like it's like I'm baked, but I'm not. And like an hour (laughs) goes by and I'm like, wow, I legit had so much shit that I needed to do this last hour and stood there and did nothing in silence because my house was silent for once. And I totally bailed on my friend. But like, apparently I needed that. <laughs> yeah. And I get, yes, yeah. I, you know, one time I worked really late. I've never really worked a late shift and I came in at like three 30 in the morning and I just like hadn't done it for so long. And I just kind of sat down and stared at the wall for like 25, 30 minutes. I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. I can imagine when the world kind of stops when it's so busy for you guys, it's just like, I, and I've watched my mom go through it. You know, you just want that last hour to just 
have be whatever you need to be for that day. Some days that's watching, you know, escaping and watching a reality show, or some days it's reading a book and having a bath and wine, or, you know, some days it's just staring at the wall um, and just letting yourself be without any expectations of doing something. Totally. And I think parents need that more often than not. And I commend you for being very aware of needing that balance and taking that time for you um, or else you'd probably have a lot more nights where you're just standing in the kitchen in the dark. (laughs) (laughs) It happens more often than not. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair though. Cause and like for me too, like, I don't know about for you, but like if I'm anxious and overwhelmed, loud noises stress me even out even more. I'm like, I can't, I can't think when I'm overwhelmed and it's loud. Um, yeah. so I imagine when the busyness of having kids too, and all that, like sometimes it's just, you want your brain to have that little reset. Exactly. It's just like that <laughs> quiet, like Christmas Eve when everyone's quiet because they're waiting for Santa, that kind of quiet. Yeah. It's peaceful. You know what it you should do? Peaceful. Put little Christmas <laughs> lights off. <laughs> you should just put little nice twinkling lights off. So when you're having that moment, you can just kind of have that little magical, like glow of the Christmas lights of like that there quiet Christmas Eve, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> is there, um, do you have any advice for parents that are doing it all that are trying to, you know, be true to holding themselves as an individual, um, you know, through their careers or like, you know, bodybuilding and, or as well as being a parent, do you have any advice for them? Um, honestly, just really those main points, just reiterating like a few of them over would be, you know, literally take it one moment at a time, one day at a time, you know, just don't like expect, put so much expectation on yourself and, um, take help when, when you're offered it Mm -hmm. really just, it's, it's just pretty, it's just hard. It's, I mean, it's so much easier said than done, but those would be really like the main things is just you know stop stop giving yourself such a hard time you know don't focus so much on the big picture just you know focus on your little wins every day oh did I feed my kids breakfast did I get them all to brush their teeth and to school like win 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 right there um (laughs) I mean even for myself I'm like did you get up yes did you brush your teeth yes yes too right exactly and you get a point for every kid too that wasn't just like two that was six there for you you got six <laughs> points for those brushing teeth and hair I mean maybe five maybe one didn't brush their teeth and pretended they did that's still a win <laughs> yeah you know that does happen a lot <laughs> I remember doing that I was like did you brush your teeth yes no you didn't I'm like how the fuck does she know that <laughs> ah. um, and then too I think uh the biggest thing for you uh, uh what what do you feel that you do um th- that helps you oh my god I can't speak English holy Friday night after a crazy week um for like your mental health part um you know obviously asking for help is there anything like you know do those moments where you just go in a room and cry like is that your go-to when you just feel everything's bottled up you just gotta let it out um yeah definitely or just yeah find whatever it is your coping mechanism right like the gym is mine um yeah crying you know I used to try (laughs) to hold it all in um now I cry all the freaking time I am the most emotional person on earth and yeah you know what it's toxic to hold those uh tears in like I just um had a a session with my therapist today and she was just comparing you know there's three types of tears there's uh, onion tears there's happy tears and then there's sad tears and your sad tears if you hold them in are toxic so you need to Mm -hmm. just feel them and let them out and so 
you know, sometimes it is just locking in your room for five minutes, screaming into your pillow, crying, whatever you need to do, just just feel your feels and uh, move forward. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you know what? It's such a it's such a relief when you get that feeling of like when you're having those big emotions that it's like okay and normal and just like to coast through them and not block them. I find if you block them, then then that's when they get more pent up and you feel like you just need to scream out of nowhere, which is totally okay too. That's still, but I feel like if I do it more often than not, I mean, I'm like, okay, what am I ignoring? You know, what part? Yeah. What big emotion am I just trying to swallow with? Just, you know, just, pa- oh, we're just going to pass through that. We're not even going to touch that boat. Bye. No, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> I think my biggest, uh, my favorite thing uh, uh, about body is that it's such a good hobby that is um, cascades in so many different things in your life. It helps with your mental health. It helps you expend all this energy you have inside, um, you know, communicating with my words or getting things out so sometimes it's a good gym session or just movement in any way just kind of makes me physically shed off everything so that I can get like more mentally clear um and so like point being too and then with bodybuilding I like it too because it makes you incorporate so many other things like you know um you want to have a good sleep because you know that's better for your um fitness and then you know you want to um stretch properly because and then all those things tied to like good in your mental health and then you could show up at work better anyways it's one of those things that I think that if you're going to take that time as a parent um so many people think it's some people think it's vain but I don't because I of all these reasons because I think that it's helping you show up as a better person it expends all those things it helps with your mental health your physical health and then it teaches your kid kids that it's important to take that time for you and to invest in yourself um not just in but outside yeah yeah and honestly um yeah, it's it's huge for me too because I think you kind of touched on this earlier, but it's literally, you know, like I have no control over how my kids react to, you know, me just giving them a red cup. You know, one could throw a tantrum, one could be tell me I'm the best mom in the world, and one could cry for three hours straight. But when I go to the gym and do my thing, that is one thing I can control. I can control how hard I work out. I can control you know, what I'm putting into my body to hit my goals, I can control, you know, every aspect of my hobby and my outlet. Um, Whereas some days you just feel like you can't control anything as um, a parent, let alone a single parent. So yeah, um, a single parent that works and does things and does all the stuff, right? So this is why we just love you so much because we're just, (laughs) it's so amazing to to watch your and oh, sorry, what else I was gonna say too is another avenue, I think you can agree with this, and it kind of wraps in the show is being honest and open and talking to people about it too. Um, I think that's why we all connect so well. And you're very much the same way is that being honest about all these things online. I don't know about you. But for us, we feel the more we're being honest, the more we're okay with it with ourselves, the more we're finding people that hold space for us, and then we can hold it for them. And it's just creating this environment and community where, you know, it's not toxic positivity. It's not, it's all just real life shit. You know, some days are good. Some days are bad. Most are beautiful. We could be grateful for a lot of things. And some days you don't want to be, you know, but it's just okay. Yeah. Cause it's all authentic and it's, and it's um, honesty. And I, you know, like, I thank you so much for showing up on, especially online, uh, honestly, because we need more people like that's why we started the show. And I don't know about you, but it's been super healing for us as well to do that. Definitely. Like, yeah, huge. Like no matter what you're struggling with, um, talk about it because 
you never know how many other people are struggling with the same thing. You know, I don't know how I work with two other moms. Um, and then also my boss is a mom as well. Um, and then our marketing lady is a mom as well. So you don't know how many times that, you know, one of us goes in and is like, oh, this happened with my kid and this is how I reacted. And you're just like, oh my God, your kid does that too. Oh my God, I totally react the same way thought I was the only one I thought my kid was the only one doing this right now like you know and then it makes you feel less alone and so not only does it you know you know talking about every time you talk about a bad situation you know it lessens the load on your shoulders of that burden um so not only does it relieve that but it shows you that you're not alone because guaranteed at least one of the other people in the room will be able to relate with you Yeah. And I feel that's one way that, you know, society has gone in such a positive direction um, over the last, you know, let's say a couple of decades too. And it's continued that way is people being able to be honest and open, especially about their struggles um, and with like mental health or with parenting and all that, you know, like 20, 30 years ago. And even just thinking of like postpartum, you know, so many of these women were suffering in silence while not understanding that's like chemical imbalance, you know, of them not wanting to have their kid or wanting to kill their kids or whatever extreme that they or not extreme that you go through after that, they must've felt so alone in those moments. And I feel super grateful that we're having these conversations and we're um, growing uh, up in this part, especially in adulthood, when we're going through this to be able to speak on it and being more safer to do so. Cause they definitely weren't talking about this shit, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And I think that's why all of us are um, so lucky is because, you know, I don't think our parents or grandparents ever got the chance to talk about this kind of stuff. And it, it yeah. makes me excited for the future of seeing, you know, what the next couple generations are going to be able to do, um, feeling completely safe from day one to talk about this stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's for the most part really good. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's always kind of been a stigma a little bit about, you know, you're supposed to love wanting to be a parent and you're supposed to, you know, just having a family is like the happiest thing on earth. But, you know, it there's a lot of days more so than not that it is really fucking hard and like you said kids can be complete assholes I'm not gonna lie (laughs) um you know there's a lot of days that I resent you know not being able to just go to the store and get milk by myself or you know go to the gym whenever anyone wants to go or you know run away to freaking Vegas with my girlfriends if they want to go tomorrow um it's it's hard being a parent and people don't talk about it so the more open the communication the better Yes. And so that, thank you. Thank you so much again for coming on, bringing back in season two. I'm sure we'll have you actually, we're going to do a whole month of anxiety. <laughs> so oh, <yay. laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're like, okay, we did one episode, we did a guest episode, but like, I think we can dedicate a whole month to anxiety and really get into it. So we'll definitely be bugging you to come back on the show again, but thank you so much, my love for coming on this one. I hope you had a good time. Loved it. Good. It's amazing. Good. Good. Okay. So start thinking now of all the things that we could talk about anxiety and we'll loop you into that one. Um, so I hope everyone enjoyed this episode. I love having Aaron on because obviously we're so similar in so many ways. Like I said, three kids, three cats, love the gym, love the gym, always being real, um, always being each other's cheerleader. I think that's one of my favorite things is how close as we get to our guests. Um, so again, Aaron, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. As always, we hope you love episode 43. Make sure you're following us on Apple, Spotify, so you get those notifications the minute uh, we launch because your girls are busy as fuck. Kayla's finishing school. I'm in the middle of my promotion. So I'm sucking at Instagram, but also make sure you're following us on there. Until next time, guys. Bye.
thank you guys so much for stopping by today we appreciate you so so much if you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops please make sure to send us some love on our instagram page the be real babe podcast give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week until next time babes